Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Online Program, which teaches you how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Anju Gatani. She is a fiction author and communication specialist. Anju, welcome to our podcast. Thank you so much, Christopher. I'm so excited to be on your show after having heard all the other podcasts and speakers. And tell us again, what was the one that most inspired you? You recently sh shared with me. Um, the one that really touched my heart was the podcast with Kristen Smedley. And, you know, the line that she said, um, blindness did not bother my son, it bothered me. Um, and blindness is not a barrier, but an access to tools. I mean, that just, you know, rocked my, my world, I can say, uh, when I heard that. And what's interesting about that statement, Andrew, blindness can be, oh, Race didn't bother me, it bothered someone else, or race, like, or, or like gender, or, or I didn't grow up with money, or I grew up in a certain country. Like, we live in a world where if you have internet access, and primarily if you're in the Western world, but even if you don't, if you have internet access, you can compete with anyone in the world. So, I hope our listeners know that no matter where you are, you can do very well as long as you have the determination and you're willing to work not just hard but smart. But thank you for sharing that because Kristen, she, she was a very inspiring. Yes. Now for you, I know you're inspiring as well because so many people want to write books, want to share their story. How did you decide to write your first book? Well, if I told you that um, my book literally fell in my lap, would you believe me? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't asking for the story. Um, it literally just came to me, you know, um, one day in my, in my dreams, sort of um, after we moved from Singapore to New Jersey, I had no visa in this country, so I was not allowed to work. Um, I had two small kids. Uh, my husband was, you know, working. We were new in New Jersey, just settling down. We'd just come in from Singapore. Life had turned upside down. And the magazines that I was uh, freelancing for in Singapore, India, and um, Hong Kong, all of that had come to an end because the internet wasn't then established as it is now for a lot of the media and news publications. Um, and so basically I was jobless and I was, in the, you know, looking in a search for a home, a new place we had to make home again. Um, and that's when the story literally fell in my lap in what I would call a daydream when I had about a half an hour just to pick up my five-year-old from the school bus stop. Um, and I woke up and I was like, what just, what, what happened? What was that story or that dream all about? That's where the journey began back in, um, I would say 2001. And what was the story? It was what is now the end of book two, which is slated for November 2020 release, um, which is called Lethal Secrets. Um, but again, what is the story? <laughs> the story on the whole, it's a series, which I'm working on called the Winds of Fire series. And it's a woman's search um, for independence to be heard and to let other people know that she, you know, she will not be pushed around anymore. Um, now, coming from an Asian background, um, and as you know, a lot of Asians, we all go through this, I would say, conditioning, which is unspoken and unwritten, whereas women, we're taught to do what you're told to do um, and not sort of do what you see others doing. And, you know, to kind of just follow that lead. And she's also very heavily um, hunkered down because of tradition, culture, and the values that are enforced upon her. So she has to break through all those struggles and those rungs that are put in front of her. She has to break down each of these barriers one by one. 
And um, that's her story. It's her struggle and coming out of each of those elements with each book in the series. Interesting. And do you feel that that has some of your own elements in, in that story? So I would say, you know, having grown up in Hong Kong, um, where it was a very, very multicultural environment, you know, with over 36 nationalities under one roof in our school, um, and having been exposed to so many different Asians um, from different parents, dichotomies, different backgrounds, you know, multicultural Eurasian families, I would say that struggle kind of echoes for a lot of people. But after having lived in America um, for so many years, I understand that the struggles I talk about really are not just, um, you know, focused on Asians, but on a lot of American people as well and people in the UK. So I realized much later that what I was writing about was very, very global. In fact, the topics that I was dealing with, which are, you know, domestic violence, abuse, family, relationship, the search for home, the search for contentment, the search for peace. Um, the most important, of course, of course is self-empowerment. That's awesome. And so what are some of the challenges that you think people face? Again, fiction oftentimes has elements of nonfiction. So when you're saying this woman and this person is trying to find their voice, I mean, why do you think they can't find it or it's lost? Or what do you think are some of the barriers that we all need to move through? Um, I think several of the barriers that are put against us are what we see, you know, when we're growing up, the kind of models we see from our parents um, or sort of grandparents. Um, and these are sort of what I call conditioned behaviors. Um, we automatically see and assume that we have to take that on. So that's the first barrier. The second barrier that I would see is, of course, um, our own personal experiences. What do we go through? What do we learn from? And, you know, when we were facing with a struggle in early childhood, what kind of backup do we have? What's a backup system from our own parents? Um, that really, really leads to a lot of, you know, your nurturing. It's that nature versus nurture struggle that a lot of people talk about. Um, but, you know, it all kind of ties in with um, your own beliefs and your own values that you grow up with. And unfortunately, um, even today, though, you know, a lot of countries in the Asian continent say that they're forward, they're moving forward, and they have left the old behind. They've just put another layer or surface layer on top to cover what's already there. Yeah, I mean, the bottom line is it just sounds better to say we're very open, we're progressive, we, we, we listen to everyone because if they don't, they're perceived as backwards and whatnot, right? But culturally, like, as, as I said to you, the most raised in America, I'm American, proud to be American, but I also grew up with the parents were from Hong Kong, which where you grew up as well. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, it's really how you see your life. Because really, when we look back on our lives when we're 80, 90 years old, mm -hmm. what can we say that we did to help other people? And when you think about life, we really do have only one life. And it comes down to do you want to live the life that your mother and father wants you to, or do you want to live the life that you want to? And ultimately that's not an easy thing to do, but when you do do that, as you have relative to writing a book, it really can be very inspiring. So I want to go back to, if someone wants to write a book, but they're afraid, what mm -hmm. would you say to that person? What would you say to you back then when you, before you'd write the book? Well, what I would say to myself back then is one, I should have started writing earlier <laughs> because writing is such, um, you know, it's such a confusing journey. Um, because you don't know where to begin and you don't know how to do it. And there is no wrong or right way to do it. And it's very subjective. It really is. 
Um, you know, it goes back to any form of entertainment. A movie that you love, Christopher, could be a movie that I'm like, well, that was nice, but hey, I like this movie better. So it's very, very subjective. Um, so, you know, what I would suggest to anyone who wants to write is whether you're old fashioned like me and you still write a first draft paper on a pen on paper, or whether you're a laptop or computer kind of person who can just, you know, whip out the first draft. Um, the most difficult thing, despite all the advice that you take and all the blogs you read and all the books you go through is sit down and write the book. Um, yeah. Without a first draft, there is nothing you can fix. Um, yeah. Without a first draft, there's nothing you can go back to. Well, I love that advice because even for me, I've written five books and the first book took me eight years, second book took me eight months and third book, mm -hmm. I can take me eight weeks. But, but, but regardless, it's, it's all about when you start writing, you start questioning, well, do people really want to read it? If is that good? Why do people read it? What if they don't read it? And all these like self-limiting beliefs where again, many of us have, especially as writers. At the end of the day, as you said, Andrew, you just write and you have to write consistently, not, oh man, I'm going to block out two weeks and write every single day. No, why don't you consider writing 20 minutes today, 20 yep. minutes tomorrow, 20 minutes next day. And if you can actually write three, four, five days in a row consistently 20 minutes, then you build up because just like a muscle, you can't do a hundred pushups by just saying one day I'm going to do a hundred pushups. And just like the mind, you really have to train your mind to really focus because writing is very emotionally draining, but mm -hmm. it's also very emotionally fulfilling. And I mm -hmm. appreciate you sharing that, Anju. How can our guests connect with you, read your books and, and learn from you? Um, so thank you so much for asking me. My books are available on Amazon in paperback and in, on Kindle. Um, and it's, um, you know, the first book is Duty and Desire by Anju Gatani, the 2020 release. Um, people can find me on my website, anjugatani.com. That's A-N-J-U-G-A-T-T-A-N-I.com. I'm also on Twitter at Anju underscore Gatani on Instagram, Anju underscore Gatani 27. And of course, Facebook, Anju Gatani author. Anju, but, um, but uh, I wanted to tell you how much I loved your blog, um, Christopher, the one which you wrote, Scared to Death. Yeah. Um, in March, you what know, did you take from that, what did you take from that blog? What I took from that blog was live the best life you can now, which is exactly what Eckhart Tolle says in his book, the power of now. Yeah. Don't wait, don't wait for tomorrow. Don't look back on yesterday. You don't know what tomorrow will bring. Um, and despite this pandemic that we're going through, um, live the best life you can right now, today, this very moment. That was a very powerful blog, Christopher. Thank you. Andrew. appreciate that. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Gifters Podcast. If you want to learn how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com to learn more.